Welcome to another episode of Planet Us. Uh, we're back and we have Raul Rai with us. Thank you for joining again. Hello. Um, how are you? Oh, what a week. One week. <laughs> this week felt so long, dude. I don't know. It was like one of the longest healing weeks in a long time. Everything has been so fast, so fast, so fast. This week has been uh, kind of dragged out, I feel. Like just the week or the weekend? The week. Coming back from New York. Now I'm finally back in LA. Oh, is this your first full week back in LA? So I guess that had something to do, you know, readjust to home life, home life, quote unquote, home life in LA. So a lot of like those little errands and all that nonsense to run, to hate. True. You had to take a car out for a spin. Dude, I, I first of all I had to restart my car because my car dies if you don't touch it for a month and a half. Is that like a set? Because it's, <laughs> is it because? I think it, I think it's just it's just normal for cars. I hope. But you don't even touch your car in like a month and a half. Yeah, because I was in New York for like a month and a half. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, I had to change the water heater. Get people to change the water heater. No hot water. So. I've had a lot of first world problems this week, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I haven't moved my car, my water heater's not working, you did have a lot of first world problems. No water pressure, but whatever, man. Just We just dig, we dig deep and get through it. We look for problems. We, we buy all uh, these things, we buy all these nice things that come with problems attached to it. I know, man. For the it, sake it, of it, convenience, it, and then it's, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Well, well, because of the quarantine, I don't think a lot of people have used their cars even half as much as they would on a normal basis, especially commuters. Yeah, I feel like I felt quarantine for the first time in a long time this week. Oh, at home? I thought you. I thought it would have hit you more when you were home. No, I guess because now I'm completely alone again, and I don't have anybody around me. Oh, like actual quarantining. <laughs> like not, actual not the, people. Not the act of not being able to go out, but the yeah, but actual. The, but the actual not. Isolation. Isolation. Back in isolation right now. Also, LA is completely, like, basically, lo- not locked down, but stay-at-home orders and stuff like that. Well, we spoke last time how you saw the almost stark difference between uh, the New York airport and mm. LA airport. It's and disturbing. It was- was disturbing um good interesting thing you bring up and i want to ask you a question about that and i think you asked me this earlier too is about you said first world problems right and i think most of our problems right now first world problems not i mean i'm not talking about the virus but like people in general who we're around you know Mm, fortunately unfortunately um also the taking on of a lot of convenience and you know paying that extra premium of convenience so you are convenient but when it breaks down those things you're almost handicapped yeah are you all because you're almost you you've been used to or you're you're set to this thing um all that tech yeah and i was thinking about it. and you brought this up about limiting you know possibilities in terms of I don't know if you meant it like physically or like mentally, but I'm talking about, you know, more of just in terms of growth a lot. I mean, a lot of times my parents would tell me or my dad would tell me not to depend too much on things that you bought for convenience. Yes. Just because you don't know how to fix a water heater because you can pick up a phone and 
big yeah. water eater. That's very true. I mean, what I was bringing up was more like limiting beliefs. People like it's not so much that convenience brings about uh, sort of other types of problems, but more like the limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves because of perhaps things uh, that were said to us as young people, as young kids growing up. So, like, you're told that. Because you're a woman, you can't uh, play in a man's game of I don't know finance and sports and blah blah blah. You're not pretty, so you will never become a model. You will never get married.、Uh, you are someone pretty, someone. pretty based on someone else's random standards, right? Right. And then the opinions of the outside world start to creep into your own brain, and then your own brain starts to take over, and then embed those. Outside beliefs into internal beliefs, and then we leave or we lead our lives from those limiting beliefs, and now we're stuck in a world or in our lives where, like, oh, we can't do such and such because we believe in these false ideas of ourselves that were projected onto us from other people. What is the word? We perpetuate it. We perpetuate it. Right. We. Yeah, that's so true. I actually read something recently about,、um, in order to identify or in order to reach,、uh, achieve that level of independence or self-independence, is a one way is to kind of find those、uh, beliefs or those、uh, habits that have been instilled on us that、yeah. might not necessarily be productive. True. Yeah, but it was it was instilled in us. Due to maybe a fear or、yes. in- instinct of you know parents or、mm. just your upbringing to keep you safe, you know it it, it could have been. I hope it was put in through you know more of a positive intent to kind of protect you from things. But those things became a belief about, like you said, something about things that you think you couldn't do because people reinforced it at every level,、yes. especially when you failed. Yeah, and especially when you're I, impressionable as a youngster. Yes, I always tell this to people: is you know when you, if you're telling someone not to do something, right? You want someone, and they still want to do it. Let them do it. Let them do it. Even if you love someone, let them do it. And if they fail, don't say I told you so.、Yeah. Ask them if they learn. This sounds preachy, but it's true. Like I tell, like ask them if they understood why they failed. If they didn't, let them do it again. Because that I told you so literally just ends a discussion, and it doesn't. Okay, so maybe you were right in this scenario, but something else that you're trying to prevent someone from doing could be wrong.、Mm-hmm. But that I told you so immediately, if it's coming from someone you trust, you become fearful. It, it also、step. it also punishes them for failure in a negative way, where it where it creates this idea that failure is absolutely incorrect, and that. And intolerable, and just it's it's not worth chasing. But if you look at anybody that's super successful, like they probably have failed more times than they've succeeded. But we were again, it's so interesting, like how we limit each other because we love out of love. It may not even out, be out of hate that I limit you. It's because I love you so much that I I want you to be safe. Because of that, I can instill in you. These false limiting beliefs, which then create all these psychological、um, barriers, barriers which don't allow you to then I don't know chase your passion. Come、yeah. adulthood time, 
and so on and so forth. I, I, I just think like that's so. Again, this is where ugh, again like parenting is so important. Um, but like <laughs> my everything is like, how we give parenting advice. I know it's just um, it's just that that's your immediate as a kid that's your immediate circle of influence. It's your first circle of influence, I would think, is your parents. Your biggest. I mean, all right, we're taking we're generalizing it, right? There are people who unfortunately or fortunately don't have the luxury of having parents growing up. There are people, yeah. But I think any any adult figure, I think that would be a broader, more yeah. Any adult figure, I think teachers, teachers, teachers have a big, yeah, big role to play in how a person, especially in early on. But teachers are so important, but it it sucks when you have shitty teachers that hate being a teacher. That's like the worst. That's like the worst thing. Ever. That's one of the worst things ever. Is like when you have a teacher that hates teaching. Yeah, that's like the worst. It's like the worst experience. It's just absolutely horrible to be a student in a room with a teacher that hates teaching. It's like a doctor that hates being a doctor. It's just like. Dude, this stuff, this stuff is so important, and you hate what you do. It's not like you know making cappuccinos or something at, at fucking Starbucks. It's just like you're dealing with the actual future of somebody that is so impressionable right now. You suck at it, and you hate it. Well, not necessarily suck. It's just the hate factor. Yeah, I was that kid. I feel I was. I was always asking seven questions for one, like to get to one answer. Right. Yeah. And if a teacher hated her job or his job, they hated you. They they hated <laughs> me. I would always get that look, like why? I mean, I understand teaching is not an easy gig, dude. But I think for, they're one of the most, it's, one of the most it's underpaid. Yeah, for sure, undervalued, underpaid, underappreciated, but huge yeah, level of influence on the podcast. Hell yeah! Would love to talk to a teacher. I know a few. Wait, I have computer. <laughs> Yeah, we used to tutor. Yeah, you. We both used to tutor. I think that was a. I loved it. I thought that was fun. Yeah, but you also tutored something you were interested in, and yeah. you were good at, and so, you know, the, 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 a lot of people like being tutored by you. A lot of people like being tutored by me. So it was just like because we were actually interested in what we were talking about. Yeah, and that does a lot, man. That does a lot. I still remember teachers uh, from high school, college, of course, but like high school, who just were so passionate about what they taught. I I may not have cared about the subject, but I just loved their passion and loved that subject because of them. Uh, because they were so absolutely just. They like would mix in humor. They would mix in entertainment. Like because they just loved what they did. Oh, a good teacher is is for life. Yeah. Right. I see. I remember. Um. Uh, or I think four years ago, I got a notification. One of my friends from high school, and they were like, "Oh, this teacher passed away." And I used to love her. Yeah. She was one of the hardest teachers to deal with. Yeah. Uh, she would call my parents a lot. <laughs> because I, I I used to play like I used to be that kid in class, right? I used to ask questions. I used to also answer back and be that one thorn in the teacher's paw just like stop talking like sit down or you don't need to pass a comment every time someone said but i would and but there was this like she was so passionate about teaching yeah and she knew like 
like she would always like encourage me to read or do extra reading or whatever. She knew my parents like outside school, and uh, she passed away four years ago, and it affected us. Everyone who was in her class, it affected them because she was so good at what she did. Yeah, and uh, like I said, teachers. I think a good teacher is definitely forever. I'll never forget certain teachers that I had in high school and and in college. Just like the effect. I remember I had a teacher that I really, really loved, and I went back. You know, when I went and visited Kuwait a couple of years after I started college, she had no idea who I was. She had no idea so who sad. you were. It was so sad. Yeah, that I'm happened. Like, hey, it's me, and she's like, "Yo, yeah, you like." I'm like, yeah, you have no idea who I am. Which is crazy, right? To this movie, I was like, we have that connection. This is great. This is the best teacher. She taught me so many things. I go back and I was like, wow. Was you just weren't that important to her. I wasn't you that basically important. Just, just, you were just, you were just one of the rest. One of the many. I just, yeah, I didn't stand out enough. But, no, but that's true, man. But yeah, that's like, true. teachers are very impressionable. To, I mean, you know, they can also put in, like, but like there are certain teachers that can help you believe in yourself when your parents are not able to do that or your family's not able to do like there are parents who be I mean teachers who almost become like parent figures to certain students in certain parts of the world parts of the country coaches coaches play coaches do a lot of that especially because in some places there is a distinction between either you're academically smart or academically inclined or you go into sports right mm-hmm. and a lot of kids who go into sports not not what is the percentage that making the actual a living out of it i would say less than one percent yeah it can't be very I would high think it can be very high so a lot of the coaches i think understand good coach to understand that so they keep up that you know force the kids almost to make sure they're paying attention academically they're paying they're still learning and i've seen good coaches do that and i've seen good coaches are good in the field of their sport but not in that actual teacher aspect of it as well mm. but it's true i think you know but the going back to the point of limiting uh beliefs what do you keep saying? beliefs yes um i think there's a lot of factors there I think, and for me, my favorite topic is the anthropological, the, the mm. cultural aspect of it. And to me, especially someone who grew up in an Indian culture, around Indian people, I think the concept of limiting beliefs is something used as almost a tool. As a, a, as a form of control? It could be, but it's uh, and uh, they, a lot of people. Like, I think genuinely, unfortunately, mask it behind the love factor. Uh, they also may but, not be savvy to these kinds of terminology, which is true. which is interesting because like things like not to go off a tangent, but like things like depression and anxiety in the Indian culture. These are words that like are only now I think holding weight because celebrities are coming out, which is a great thing. I think, right. But, but like, but like things like limiting beliefs, things like these, these are very, uh, perhaps new agey, modern, um, I don't know, vernacular and words and ideas that to the older, gen- yeah, culturally, but they're true. They're, they're probably, they're rooted in truth, but like to the older generation, maybe our parents and certainly before that, it's like, what is this? depression you speak of this excuse, <laughs> this yeah, excuse exactly. you use. 
you have a duty you have a this you have a that so it's i think i think it, it's hard to sometimes have these kinds of important conversations about such kinds of things with that kind of with that generation of people because it just doesn't track in their vernacular of of ideas i agree and i don't think that like you said it's not off topic i don't think it's off topic at all i think mental health um especially because you know you can't see it off the bat mm. you can't see a picture and tell me you know what someone's mental health status is i think it's tied very closely to limiting or just limitations you could have yeah personally or just in your own beliefs and then when someone doesn't understand that scenario they reinforce that limitation and almost scare you yeah i'll, I'll give you an example right when we <laughs> i was in high school this is how the indian i don't know the, i don't want to generalize there is a couple or a bunch of educational systems in India mm. and the one I went to was called CBSE Central Board of Secondary Education mm. um, I'm just going to drop names here and it's going to be crazy but I don't think enough people listen to this podcast for that but how it works is I don't know how it works now but when I was in high school in 10th grade you had these exams called the board exams yeah and they were a big effing deal yeah that was your first level of like and the board exam was a big deal because it was a standardized exam for everyone yeah in the central board so you're talking about i don't even know hundreds and thousands and thousands of kids across india across the world who study under cbse would have the board exam mm. and it's it, it always reminds me of the analogy you know if you ask every type of animal if you judge every type of animal with its ability to climb a tree right right those kind of things and it was it was like you know all your courses whatever is this exam and they had these rules like you couldn't write in a certain way you couldn't i used to put a circle over my eye and yeah, the dot yeah, yeah. and I, my teacher would be like don't do that because they might think it's a number right and when i was and when i was in 10th grade i was like oh yeah i can't put a zero over not <laughs> now i think about it i'm like what are you talking about is, they know it's an eye yeah but uh why i bring this up is because after that right based on how much you score believe me on this the actual concept was after you pass 10th grade you would pick either science uh, uh you go in the science field or you go in the commerce field yeah those were the two main there's are, there were others but the main was science and commerce commerce was business economics yeah. accounting all the all the real stuff that you did <laughs> like and then there was science that was chemistry biophysics computer science all that stuff right And in 10th grade a kid had to choose what his or her career is going to be for the rest of their lives. That was the concept in 10th grade. Yeah. Cuz once you go to commerce you're not going to get you're not going to learn biology, you're not going to learn physics. Once you go to science you're not going to learn economics and accounting and business studies. You there were two distinct fields, wow. which is mind-blowing. And the that was the concept. Of what do you want to do? But the real truth behind it was If you were a high scoring student, if you were a smart quote unquote kid based on these exams, you would pick science. Mm. If you didn't get good enough, right, sports, right, yeah. You would pick business. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's business. Yeah, it's, it's not general. like scientific. It's general, right? And I remember I scored decent and I remember I chose commerce because I enjoyed economics and accounting and all that stuff. I hated accounting, economics and business studies. And I remember saying, "Oh, I want to do commerce." And my dad was like, "This is great." My dad took commerce. Yeah. My dad is a business-minded person. He took commerce. And everyone was like, "What do you mean? 
That's what do you mean yeah, you're taking calories? Because yeah. my brother took science. Because yeah. he's smart and he took science, and that was like, why don't you just do that? And the thing about limiting beliefs came up was because the concept was if you and if, and then there were kids who didn't like science but took it because they scored high in the exam, right. and they would struggle. Yeah. In after that, because they just were told that, and then the reinforcement happens is like, no, you were smart. What happened? Oh, you just you got lazy. Nah. You were smart. You took science because you're supposed to take science, and then you got lazy. It's just it's, that's what in happens. retrospect, it's also dumb, isn't it? It's so I want I would use the word. It's disgusting. Yeah. The amount of pressure. That I don't know. It's like that movie, Three Idiots. Movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Who people haven't watched people who have watched Bollywood movies. If you watch Bollywood movies, you definitely watch Three Idiots. But if you've not watched Bollywood movies, Three Idiots is a great movie. And I don't know how it's in the American education system, but I think it's so unfair for kids yeah. in the Indian education system. We have and yeah, go ahead. no, they give they use competition as an excuse. Yeah, to kind of say it's competitive, but it's it's not. It's I mean, I get limiting. this. It is. It's extreme. I mean, now I don't. But know. then, but then I'm you have the reverse it. of like liberal arts colleges where people graduate with like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you pay. I like that's like total freedom. You have total freedom. Like there's no, there's no sense of like you do what you want. You want to get a this degree? <laughs> like go ahead. I don't care. I think that's a lot of liberal arts degrees are. Um, they go into education because they like almost specialize in things that people don't focus on. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know enough about liberal arts to <laughs> actually dive in. But we But yeah. again, but that's but that's their choice, right? That that's what my whole point is. The limiting yeah. of beliefs that you throw on these kids, especially at a young age, about you know, if you only if you do this that you can succeed. Yeah, that's stupid. I remember when I was But this was up, 10 years when ago. When I was growing up an auntie sat like it was around college time, so you got to do, you got to do all your applications and blah blah blah. And she asked me basically the same question: Are you gonna pick medicine? Science. Yeah, medicine oh, okay. or business? And I was like, um, at that time, like medicine probably. She's like, yeah, yeah, I can see you in medicine. That makes sense. <laughs> Again, because <laughs> your father, <laughs> dad's a doctor, but also I was pretty smart. So she's like, yeah, I can totally see you in, in medicine, but not in business. Not in business. I can't see you in business. I distinctly remember that. And uh, I will always, you I will it? always remember that. And one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my arm around her and be like, "You remember that one time we had that conversation? You said I wouldn't be good at business. Look at me now. Not in, not Here's in, not in, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buying your house for me. Um, not in like a nasty way, but it's just some of those things. Just they just leave such a distinct impression on your brain because it's so." Everybody thinks they can predict some kind of form of the future based on where you are now. Everybody and wants like, to. Everybody, yeah, wants, everybody to. wants to say, I told you so. It's like yeah. a self it's, it's, uh, massaging kind of, it's like massaging the ego. Well, it's also like, oh, if you know, the higher rate you have of being successful and then it's, it's a, what do you say? Almost a 50, 50% chance, right? Yeah. Either you're going to succeed or not. So if you did succeed in medicine, she would have swung back and been like, listen, I knew it. Uh, I, I knew it the whole time. You, you were talented, bro. I knew you were gonna make it the whole time as an actor. I knew it. Isn't that the I favorite? Isn't that your we favorite always thing knew. to hear? We always knew you were gonna become famous and become this and become that. 
Yeah, but <laughs> the reason we completely dissociate associate ourselves for those with you, ten years in the middle. Know. Yeah, ten years. We're just giving you your space, and now you've made it. I can't wait until people start telling me that. Oh my god, that's fun. You, I, I had a. I mean, I don't want to put people on on fire here, but like, uh, or on on, yeah, on whatever. But like, uh, it's interesting because when I was at home this this time, um, <laughs> like like I can see your like like like, your face. like the day I was leaving, uh, you know, we, I was given a toast because I because it was the day before I was leaving, and it's interesting, like people like. I told myself this from a long time ago that people in my family they are going to lose faith in my endeavors as an actor and it's just interesting to hear it out loud sometimes of like you know we thought we, 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 at, 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 you know so at like one point I thought oh you know maybe this isn't going to work out maybe you should go take a corporate job or maybe and then like you get a call or whatever it's so interesting how in the beginning, everybody's so gung ho and supporting you, and then five years goes by, and then ten years goes by, and fifteen years goes by, and that same level of enthusiasm is not going to be there, um, and rightfully so. But it's just so interesting how, again, I guess this is tied to limiting beliefs. If you're willing to just get rid of those limiting beliefs and just fucking guns blazing and balls to the walls with it and go after it. You can defy a lot of expectations that, or false expectations that people that you love the most are putting on you, and you can defy their own actual sense of reality, of what is possible, and then you can become a huge power of influence, and then you can influence people that are twenty years older than you, or thirty or forty. That's the power of courage, dude. If you have the courage to like do what you want to do. And you say yeah. it, and then you pursue it day in day out. If it takes you 15 years to actually get it done, you the amount of influence you will have on the people that are older than you, younger than you, whomever, the the, the amount of weight that your words will now carry, it's so incredible because you are so uh, you are the you you are the one percent. You are the point zero zero one percent. You're the example. You're you're the guy. You're the poster now. It's it's so, some so kid, interesting. So some if some kid in that same group says, you know, I want to uh, be an actor or social media thing, that questions gonna be like, oh, like Raúl. Exactly. You become the benchmark, right? But yeah. that ten and years, that's a great that fifteen years is absolute hell. Yeah, but that fifteen years, you have to find and identify and realize the people who were there. For sure, that's the big thing. Yeah, it's not gonna be a lot. It's not. It's going to be. I'll tell you right now. It's probably less than ten. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, excluding your parents. I mean, even I the people excluding... that do have your back, even their faith will waver. And so, and so yeah. ultimately, it's really interesting because you it, you have to understand like there will be t- you can't resent people that love you the most for giving up on you. I think. I think that's a. I think that's a temptation. Well, not even giving up though. At least, even if I think, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead. Sorry, I want to. So, break. so it becomes like this weird, and not weird thing, but like it's just a reminder to self that if you are pursuing what you are passionate about, the people that are closest to you, their faith will waver because they are allowed to do that because they are not in charge of your life. 
your faith in yourself, even if it wavers, you cannot, you cannot go down the other path, or you can't, you can't buy into that temptation. It's very, it's a very mind fucking place to be to pursue what you really want to pursue, and day in day out do it, because it's a very, you really come up against yourself. This is my thing of what you said. I do agree a hundred percent that you know people you love will have wavering thoughts, right? Their 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 belief in you will waver, and you can't hold that against them,、mm. right? All you can do is kind of console them, be like, "No, I got this." But I think if someone who loves you a lot, whatever, claims to love you a lot, loses faith in you, I don't think you let that go.、Mm. That's just me as a person, because I think there's a difference. There is a big difference between because at the end of the day, dude, if the if you create a circle around you, right, the reason you create the circle subconsciously, I believe, is because you want you still want that company. Yeah, you still want that those checkpoints. Like, hey, man, I'm going to do this crazy thing. What do you think about?、That? We've bounced ideas、yeah. before. Like even if it's like outrageous, there have been things we've not agreed on. There's things we've been like, "Oh my god, this is a done deal," and it's failed.、Yeah. You know, like things like that. That's that I think is acceptable. The yes and no's, the I don't know's, the yo, I don't think you're going the right place. That's、mm. fine. But if you ever came to me and said, "Yo, I want to do," I'm like, "Dude, this is it. You should stop." Yeah. I don't think this is gonna. This whole thing is now. We're gonna stop. Stop. And if I'm like, "Oh, I'm out. I'm done." Oh yeah. Like that, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a difference、sure. because people people are very easily the wavering part is the harder part. I think when people are wavering and people are coming back, as in like just questioning what you're doing, but you can tell, right? You can feel the grades. How it is? Is it positive? Is it feedback? I think that's the harder thing to do for me to come and tell you, like, dude, what you did last time. I think you should maybe like. Something, something, whatever opinion yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I think that's harder for me to do、yes. as a true friend than just being like, "Dude, I'm out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the easy part. So I think, for me at least personally, if <clears throat> and I know who my circle is, if someone's like, "Hey, you gotta chill out," or "You gotta pull back," or "I don't see this going bad," I will take that,、mm. and I'll be like, "Yo, just, just let me go with this. Let me run with this. Trust me on this. Let me, and then I'll show you because then I want to prove to、yeah. you." Because I know you care about me, and I care about you, and that's what I want to do. But if you tell me you're out, get off the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is not, there is no space on this bus for people who are not going to commit when the brakes are hit, when the gas is hit. If you're not going to be in the bus ready to commit with me, it's this pointless.、Yes. And things are moving fast, always up and down.、Yep. Things will move fast. All of a sudden, you're like we always talk about.、It. Your goals will change、yeah. on a dime. You know, if things are going, especially if things are going really well,、Oof. you want to you want to raise everything and everyone around you. If, and if someone wants to jump off the bus, or if someone wants to get back on the bus just because now you're up there, to me that's like all right. No, I don't. I can't do that again. Yeah. Because I will fall. Like you, you said this before. There will be times when you will. Fall. Yeah. It's going to happen. I know for a fact in my career that I'm going, I'm doing good for now at least, and I know there's gonna be more. I'm like shit, right? It's going to happen. If it doesn't, that's awesome. But when that shit thing comes, I don't need people around me to be like, "Ooh, see, I told you so." I need more people to be like, "Yo, 
we knew that was kind of going to fail, but let's figure some yeah. shit out. So that I think, and that goes to limiting beliefs that ties in very strongly. It's the people you put around you. Yes. That, that thing is so important. <coughs> not only to, not only protecting you from others, but also protecting you from yourself. Cause you can, you can get in that rut of forgetting yeah. where or perspective. I always say perspective. You have to always realign that camera because you know your focus is changing mm. constantly. And if you're behind that camera, if only you're behind the camera, you don't realize. Yeah. Because you you're looking at what you're looking right. You're, you're going up, back, forth, down, left, right, till someone behind you or someone next to you, who you trust, is like, hey, this is the big picture perspective. Yeah. Big picture. Pull it back or dial it up. You never know. Like you know things like that. So. That's so very I, true. No, nobody has given up. up. And, what, and, and, and the example, <laughs> I mean, no, the, I, don't, the, I, I can I don't see the, it's the doubts. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, it, it's, I think it's out of yeah, no, of course, hundred percent. It's not out of, I, I just bring yeah. it up because I think if there is anybody listening that is actually in the pursuit of something that they care about and the people that they love that they just assume would always be a hundred percent, Hey, go, 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 go. Not, you can't expect them to, to do that because it's just not how it works. And the funny part is you yourself don't know, like not you, but I'm saying a person like most of the times when I make decisions in my life, I don't know. If they're yeah, gonna work. neither do I. Right. So how do you expect someone else to jump on board immediately and be like, hey, this is yeah. great. You know, you yourself are doubting things. Yes, you need a voice from outside. But if you're doubting things on yourself, you got to give someone else breathing room. Yeah. They don't think like you. They don't know where you are and everything. It's just amazing. It's just interesting. You get tested. In very different ways, when in I, I suppose, and just in life in general, with you get physically tested, you get mentally tested, you get emotionally tested. These are all just tests to see. How you I remember world. reading about EQ, yeah, emotional potion, right? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it stemmed from uh, one of my classes because we were doing learning about IQ, like job mm. IQs and stuff like that. And this was, I want to say, 2013. And we, were talk- we started talking about how EQ was becoming a thing in the workplace. Yeah. The emotional coaching and how people... We do this test all the time. I've done it like three times and twice in the same job is um, where you lie on that spectrum. Yeah. Um, I don't know the name of the test. There's a number of tests and it's like these letters and uh, you fill out this huge survey. And they put you in these uh, brackets like S and I. I was I and S. It was like S for social and I for, I don't know if it was like leadership or it was more of like, you know, kind of that mm-hmm. role. But, um, and it was funny because everyone, one of our friends, you know, Matt Kim, me and Matt Kim were the same. We got the same yeah. uh, quotient or whatever, which is funny because we are similar in certain ways. And, uh, a couple like a, it works and it's interesting because you can kind of dial not that everyone's the same but you can dial down people in terms of like mm. their emotional attributes and personalities and put them in buckets and they have these like waste it's all these leadership yeah. companies uh, just trying to get more efficient like, yeah they're, they're, they're trying to see how to manage these people yep. like if i do you take your social people and make sure they are so yeah. like you can't have your social people 
in the same setting as the analytical people and expect the same yeah. result. Again, you can't push your people who are mainly analytical into social situations and, and judge people how high they climb a fucking tree all the time. I know that's that's mm. that's my problem. With we we talked about this, the education yeah. system. It should instead of a knowledge system, it's education. System. That was my school, high school's motto: knowledge is power. It's a very generic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we probably got it off Google. But it was knowledge is power, and a few of us would always say. Knowledge, power, and we are powerless. Nice. I just remember. I just remember our um, our graduation. The guy who gave the speech, potential energy, and <laughs> he was breaking down. Like, was it that? Was it that like one of the deals? I don't know, but he was talking about potential energy. Something, <laughs> something, potential energy. And then he talked about kinetic energy, how we're the force that's driving it, and our, to increase. I remember that. It's all at, uh, Radio City yeah, Music Hall. Back in the day. Spectacular. Back in the day. We graduated in Radio City Music Hall, and now I basically work for them. That's, which is that's pretty awesome. awesome. It is it's like a full circle. My grad school uh, graduation was in the garden. I never went though. <laughs> I like didn't go to my grad school graduation. But you still get your, you still get your no thing. One, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, no one was there. Like no one I knew like really was there. All you guys were mm. out. Like no one really, you know, just me with my thirst of education. <laughs> <Just> me <laughs> drowning in my thirst of education. I Is did learn more. I think it was a year and a half. I finished in a year and a half. I learned more in that year and a half than I did in my four years. That's how I feel about after graduating college is just for my entire 16 years of education. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, no, also, no. like yeah. I went to grad, I went to grad school from an MBA program, and it was com- almost like eight. I want to say 75, 80 percent research based. So it was a lot of self reading, yeah. and but it's funny, right? I, I mean, I was after the credential. I'll be honest. There was no like. And no, I just wanted that. I'm a credential. I want, I want that. I want it. Pardon me, whore, like monger, monger. I'm a whore for the awards. With <laughs> every letter, you, I wanted to get my PhD. PhD, JD, MD, DDS. Uh, JD, yes. PhD. I was debating between a JD and an MBA. I don't. I I, I feel like, like after college, I don't know how. And like with all the self education I've done. I don't know how I would ever go back to a classroom, ever. I don't think I. I, I don't think I, I would. would ever. Love to. I would teach. Yeah, I don't even know. I would love to teach. Uh, That's what I wanted for a while. I would wanted to get my PhD and become a college professor. I mean, you, you, yeah, you can do Zoom classes if you want. Now, but yeah, I don't. I love. I listen. I love my education. I love going to school, but I just can't go back. All right, let me let me ask this question because I feel like this is one thing we not I don't say disagree on, but we debate a lot, and we, so I'm bringing the topic back to uh, limiting beliefs. How do you feel about uh, astrology? <laughs> uh, I actually, there is a part of me that believes in it uh, for sure. Like what? 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 What part? Like big, small, tiny? I don't know. There's just people that there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain individual that my parents would consult, uh, and a lot of what he said has come true. So I don't know. 
that's why I believe in it. And then I think in my most desperate times, I'm most like, oh God, I don't know where else to go for freaking inspiration, motivation. I go back to what they may have said about my life and my future. And, uh, has it actually, has it actually come true like a lot of it? Yeah, so this one person said, I'm gonna have a break in my education when I'm older. Uh, and my dad freaked out. Uh, and it happened because I made a film. And then he said, the same person said, you know, after 30, he's going to be financially all right. He's going to become a very good artist, a very well-known artist. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not 30 yet, but almost there. But like, and then he said certain things about my siblings. So I don't know. I, I, I don't have... Besides him, I don't have anybody else to, to kind of go off of. But from what he said, uh, yeah, I think there's something there. Do you think that contributes to limiting beliefs or expanding beliefs? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think knowing too much about what your life is going to be is a is a very interesting. It depends how you take it. I personally took it as a. I don't know, some form of a safety net, if you will, or, or some form of like, again, when I get so desperate. Yeah. A crutch. I don't know if a crutch. I know, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy word, but I, it's but, something but, you kind of yeah. like look into. But, but to me you. also, I've also balanced a lot of that with uh, my own, obviously, self-education, reading books and stuff like that, and just watching people and observing people and like athletes and stuff. So, so to me, yeah. like, again, it goes back to what we always talk about is ownership. So for me, it's like, okay, if astrology, luck, talent, all this stuff is playing in the system and maybe it's real and it has an effect on me, I do believe, whether it's true or not, I do believe they are minority stakeholders. And the majority stakeholder is me and my actions day in, day out. So that's how I try to reconcile the two together that that makes sense you it's almost like uh what do you say it's just then it's again i get it it's not a crutch anymore it's more just you know it's out of my control like there it's just there so i don't yeah it's just it. there it helps, it helps when it's else, yeah. like it's like a superstition yeah it's like True. i have it I, it's arbitrary it makes it's irrational probably but it's a placebo effect which may help me True. actually get stuff done you spin it but it, it the advice always came with like listen you can change things it doesn't have to be like this like that's crazy like though. like, like, that's so like crazy. it is still up to you. you you still have to put in the work that was a big thing like it's not like you just rest now because oh dude yeah, your life is gonna be great after 30 yeah so just make it to 30 so that's that's how i reconcile the two together Praying sometimes really like it really helps, dude. No, dude, it's meditation. Yeah, it's a, like I'm a big. It's basically talking to yourself and pumping yourself up because now you made yourself understand that there's a help. Yeah, give it. Can you imagine in your in your darkest hour if you convince yourself that there's some external factor helping you, know, you here? You can. Why do people gamble? Why do people gamble when you're especially when you're yeah. winning? Because luck is on their side. You can't. You can't be- mess with a person who is convinced for a fact that luck in a war, in a fight, in a game, 
that Luck is completely on their side. Lady Luck is playing for mm-hmm. their team. You cannot. You will lose. It's that. Even if it's, that person that doesn't have it. It's that X factor. It's that human belief that levels the playing field. If you're disadvantaged and you convince yourself that you have an external factor, you don't remember. Remember that um, crazy uh, basketball game when the aliens almost took over the Space, world against Space the Looney Tunes. Again, yeah, and, uh, and Michael Jordan. Thank, thank God, God Michael Jordan was there. Yeah. Well, thank God uh, Bugs Bunny thought about water. The, do you remember that scene? Yeah, water. And what did he put on it? MJ, MJ special, special whatever he yeah. wrote on things, and people were jacked. Also, when when that is that is my understanding of luck. Dude, Neo dodging bullets, flying, being able to fly. I'm real. So all these true events make me realize MJ that being able to stretch his arm <laughs> from half court to dunk the ball to win. <laughs> I've yet to I've yet to see him do that again. Nah, that was a one-time thing. But no, that's I'm. It's funny. I'm completely on the opposite side. I feel like I, but it's also it's so also hard. what you've experienced too, right? In your life, yeah, I've experienced it's, something it's different. To me, so. it's, it's so funny because you're you're, you're, you're like your dad's a big influence yeah. in your life, right? And my father's a big influence in my life, and your dad has seen the other side of yeah. it, right? He has reinforced it for you because it's worked. Like right now, I'm sucking on a seed. For my for my voice, <laughs> like you've probably seen it in my content, you've seen it in the live, you're probably hearing it at some time. Like my dad, there's certain things, dude. That if certain, yeah, but that's not. That, there's some sort of. I have no idea. idea right? To be honest, I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe I. I think it's just you gen- generating a lot of saliva. And it's yeah, itself. probably self lubricant. Because saliva has like a- antiseptic. But it's stuff um, like it's stuff like that. There's but no, what things think- people say to you. And you just don't question because you trust them. I mean, I wouldn't. I especially yeah, if it's yeah, working. Yeah, for sure. They stop working, right? Superstitions are as crazy only if they don't yeah. work. If it works, it's 100%. If it doesn't, it's the dumbest thing you've ever done. My dad has only seen it not yep. work for him. And so many things in his life. So to me, I think he specifically, he was like, listen, one thing you can do is don't fall prey to these people. These people, these, these things, people. These, these these external factors. He doesn't mean people who believe yeah, it. He means yeah. people who preach it. Yeah, that's that, that is problem. dangerous. And that's my problem with me is when people take... It's different if you're doing it to help people, which I, I hopefully believe most people are trying to do, you know, when they're educated in the art of astrology and um, all that stuff, but to me, when people start taking advantage, especially of the mm. uneducated, and because, like, when you take this, right, you take it with that grain of salt, you take it with the asterisk that you still have to yeah. be on your path, you still have to give that 110% every day, day in, day out, and then hopefully, whatever is in your path will be manifested. That's the concept. But I think a lot of people take advantage of, you know, people who are uneducated or illiterate or like really, really down there a lot. No. That listen, now it's just, it's off your hands, which I think it's never off your hands. Unless someone's actually dying, I don't think it's out of your hands. Most of your situation is most of the time not. Yeah, it's interesting. My dad, my parents both have somehow found a balance between 
they're. I mean, your dad's a highly yeah, but educated. Yeah, they found they 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 found a balance between the so-called science and the so-called meta science, if you will, in their own way. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's right, but it's just they they can reconcile the two together. I think that's the perfect way to kind of summarize the the modern Indian yeah. culture. Metaphysics. Concept of, yeah, whatever meta, yeah. whatever that is, it's this Deepak Chopra stuff. Um, <laughs> who was the guy? Who was the guy who bought yoga? Bikram. In? Who made yoga? Bikram, did you? Yeah, did you sure about him? He's kind of a scumball. His whole, high his yoga. whole like he did. He did revolutionize it though. Jesus. I'm not gonna lie. Like high yoga is such a huge thing now. I mean. He, he knew exactly he was what he was doing. He was also kind of greedy and uh, kind of a... Yeah. Kind of? Yeah, yeah, like Sexually yeah. abused people? Yeah. It got bad. I don't know. I think he, he's like... He's in Thailand, away. I think. Is he in jail? He might be listening, Man. though. Like, I hope he is. <laughs> I but, you know, do. that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Everybody I has his... Like, there are people who still follow his model of... Of of uh, of yoga and have monetized it, and, and so he started. He's I don't know his actual story. But I think he he's the one yoga. who did it in a hot room. So he he didn't he didn't. <laughs> he basically said, "Let's do yoga," but y'all got to strip out and a lot. It's like it's like, like no, I think the first, I think the first iteration of it was just the twenty six postures, and then he was like, "Let's make this more challenging." And let's put it in a hot room. I don't know. Uh, Where people have to take their clothes off. I have no idea. A lot of them. But it's interesting. It's interesting how his model of yoga is still being replicated and used as a business model to sell yoga. Despite. Oh, 100%. Especially, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure in LA as well, but California and New York. Two places like Yohai Yoga. It just feels just very out of good though, when you come out. I could. Imagine, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, listen. I think yoga is the, one of the most scientifically proven, successful or were exercises that work in. Yeah, but anything. Yeah. If you actually read books about yoga, it's the, the concept of it is just your mind, body, and yeah. Soul. That That's mind it. and body stuff is tough to find though. No, sorry. The mind and soul stuff is tough to find yeah. in Westernized yoga. That's the thing. Yeah. So, and and a lot of it, a lot, but most of the people who've done there was this Indian guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba Ramdev. Shampoos. And he was huge early. But I was when I was really young, my parents would watch him religiously, and like, but he was just doing yoga at like five o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, and it was great. Like I remember we used to get ready for school at like six or something and we'd watch this guy just doing all these yoga poses. And then by like 10th, 11th grade, yeah, he was yeah. selling shampoo and selling medicine. And then when I came back freshman year from college, I find out this guy has his own like utopia slash place. And and then a year yeah. later, he got into politics. The guy was like racking in like a lot of dough, a lot <laughs> of dough. And yeah. the guy was still wearing like that it's interesting money and, and spirituality how does that how do, that's reconciling that that's, how do you do that people who do it that's that's the thing right I mean, 
you live you said limiting beliefs at the start but it's you you follow people to expand your beliefs and then what happens is you become these these followers that are yeah. just so engrossed in what yeah. this leader is doing that then you you fall back in the circle of limiting the whole point is limiting your personal belief don't don't limit your personal like your belief in yourself if you can get if you broke the first barrier in your life or whatever was stopping you from getting to the next level you can do it again yeah <laughs> until you die or you gone through so much trauma that you physically like you know you're hurt whatever until you read something like that i don't think there are a Things lot of too. problems that you, you can't i mean it's hard i'm not saying it's easy there's so many things that i'm still working on that i've been working on for the past 5 years that i've got to overcome the ongoing processes but at the same time it's at no point do i think that i ah, i do mm. feel like that sometimes but then that's when you we talk about the circle right you look around you kind of like i i mean i for me personally i've used you in my head a lot of times like listen like i've used you know how you because i know you, the difference between me and you i think the big difference mm. is your level of discipline mm. i don't have that yet i'm trying to get there you know so a lot of times i'll use maybe you or some other like my brother yeah. is very disciplined i think <laughs> and i'll use him as an example in my head and he's a different level of a different kind of discipline but I'll use people who I know who I yeah. I'm personal with because to me yeah, it's like yeah. if you can do it I can do it. That's true. Why not? Right? It's hard for me if I say the Dwayne the Rock Johnson can do it. Sure, I can do it, but you know, he has different outlets or whatever, but for me it's easier and I think people should do that. You know, if you have someone you trust, someone you are close to, mm. talk to them. If you think someone is doing better than you and you're close enough to them, talk. Yeah. I've had people reach out to me and they're like, "Hey man, you did this that are I would yeah. love to tell people how." And I think it's helpful because that it hits yeah. harder. You also trust them, so you don't have to overcome that barrier. Yeah, no one's trying to take something from you and it it also hits harder because you're in this you like we basically grew up together not in terms of childhood but like when yeah. between 18 and now. I think that was yeah. a big fundamental growth right for a person at the age of 18 they go to college so we have similar and we come from a similar mm. family background I feel so for me a person like mm-hmm. you I connect easier in terms of just like having conversations and I think people should do that people should find those people in their lives who they can connect to on a one-on-one basis and establish that connection of, of open communication yeah. I agree Because a lot of times a bit a lot of times you're you're limiting beliefs is because of you. You limit your own beliefs. Yes, you heard from a lot of people but Reinforce a lot of times it. you your own mind getting in place. Yeah. And if someone else can reinforce it for help you battle between it, the great. self and the self. It's life, man. It was a hard week. Now that I think about it, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about it. I'm like thinking about it. it was a long week. It was my birthday, though. Yesterday, I don't remember how long it was, but it was the ninth. Hey, Ryan. Of course. Well, we're reaching no. the hour. Just crazy, but uh, I just want to thank everyone. Uh, the live. We'll do it again. Successful, I think so. I think we're going to do it hopefully yeah, we'll next week. Yeah, we'll shoot for something. 
well, true for something, but it was very successful. Thank you for everyone who followed the podcast Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do follow. A lot of uh, updates and, you know, little teasers and trailers will be on it. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Our plays have gone up significantly. We're almost about to hit 4,000. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Y'all. Again, thank you for being on this. Uh, you guys can always catch the podcast and other episodes on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Did we say Apple? Apple Podcasts. That's the main one. That's my biggest. It's Apple Podcasts and the Spotify. I would think Spotify would be more, but it's actually Take Apple people Podcasts. to Apple, then. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh and uh, if you have any questions, let us know. We're, I'm, I mean, I'm available on TikTok, on Podcast Planet, us Podcast Instagram. Rahul is available on TikTok. Sure. I'm going to put it out there. Let him know if you guys want to discuss something. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank you, Rahul. And-